When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And on today's show, we have Kate Grout. Hi, Kate. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah. It's good to have you. We're super excited to chat, especially about this purple book you, you've put out recently. Yeah. But before we get to that, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and kind of give us a background on how you got started in photography? Sure. Thank you. Like you said, I'm Kate Grout. I'm from Central Maine, and I've been taking pictures as long as I can remember. When I was younger, it was uh, Polaroids and disposable cameras Ooh. for every event. Mm-hmm. And um, I would always get double prints of every photo before I even knew what it was because I was so excited to have prints. But I'm really inspired by nature, candid moments, and uh, just the beauty in everything that happens naturally. So I got started in film photography about two years ago, really seriously, and it's kind of just flourished. um, And it led me to The Purple Book, which is my first (laughs) book of photography. So very excited and um, happy to share it with you. That is very exciting. Can I just, when you mentioned the double prints, remember the days of double prints like <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah just like really that was my do. order like don't know what it is but i want two of it yeah exactly two of everything. <laughs> exactly even the bad shots exciting mm-hmm. so um do you do photography for work at all or is it mostly you can yourself a hobbyist i i do it for work i can say that i'm professional i sell prints and polaroids and now a book and i do weddings and Products and promotional events, uh, portraits, and just um, I get hired because of my aesthetic. People hire me because of the way that I shoot, so I don't have to compromise ever. And it's a really beautiful thing. Man, that's the dream. Yeah, Yeah. really. So you have you are you completely switched over to film, or um, do you do some digital too? Not completely, because you know when you sh- you're shooting a wedding, um, eight hours and get six hundred digital shots very quickly, and in the same amount of time, about thirty film. So, and you you want to make sure that you get everything that they yeah. require because it is mm-hmm. a. A commission, a, a client. So, but when I do my shoots, <laughs> things for myself or fun, it's mostly film because that's just what I love. But there's yeah. there's good there's good aspects to both. So I haven't oh, for sure. I haven't completely ditched digital. <laughs> yeah, I I still do both, especially like. I mean, I've told the story a million times in the show, but out here in LA, like they want it like that night immediately. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so yeah, I do get yeah. behind on my editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? I mean, back in the day, they had to like wait a couple of days. You know. Yeah. But 
Not anymore. How dare how dare them. Yeah. <laughs> so is there is there any schooling? Were you did you go to like photo school or is this kind of all like a self taught, self love kinda Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I remember taking an intro to photography class freshman year. It was like a semester, even a quarter. It was so so short. And then um my senior year I took media production aid, which was just like making and editing videos, which was really fun. Ooh, um, that's fun. But I was mm. I was a senior in two thousand two. You know what I mean? Like okay. a, a lot yeah. happened since then. I didn't actually go to school to college until I was twenty eight. I went completely online and I ended up with a Bachelor of Arts in Cultural Anthropology because Oh wow. Wow. I still didn't know what I wanted to do and I wanted to I wanted to study and I wanted it to be something I was intrigued by and I was also working full time so it had to be online. But once I realized that yes, I'm a photographer and this is what I want to do. Mm. I just watched videos. I asked people. I, um, as soon as I bought my first film camera, which was a Pentax K1000 in like summer of 18, Mm -hmm. I also found a a camera guy, a guy who repairs cameras, especially Pentax K1000s in my area. And I just grabbed knowledge where I could. And I've been told for a long time that I have the eye, which is oh, why mm-hmm. that's part of my handle for Instagram. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I um, I just kind of took that encouragement and what knowledge I could find and said, I'm going to do this. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And I can, re- I can relate to that. Yeah. I mean, I took like photo stuff in high school, but God, I don't remember a single thing from that at all. Right. <laughs> Rule of thirds. That's what I got. Rule of thirds. That's what I remember. (laughs) It's just, I feel like we're so lucky now in this age that we can kind of learn at our own, mm-hmm. you know, discretion or whatever the word is for that. But it's it's out there. Like if you want to, I mean, anything from fixing something on your car to learning a trade like photography or it's just wild, like how much knowledge is out there for free. Like what an yeah. awesome I, awesome I thing. agree. I mean, YouTube videos and articles yes. by camera enthusiasts um, were mm-hmm. really where I grabbed a bunch of knowledge. And Instagram has been yeah. the biggest and most beneficial tool for my art. I can't even describe that the people it's brought to me, you know, like big, big accounts like you guys and Lomography, um, sharing my work, following my work. It's it's really oh. wild, but it's it's because we appreciate each other's art and it's so pure and I just love that so much. I think we hate on Instagram sometimes too much because of what it does to us mentally sometimes but what you just said is like really why I appreciate it I think the rest of us appreciate it too is Mm -hmm. because it brings us together as a community for sure but you know it inspires me all the time. Yeah. You know I'm always yeah so and it and it just brings people so close together. Say, you know, you have one of like one of you post one of your purple photos and I want to know how you got that whatever. I can just message you and not everybody's going to answer or maybe they will, you know, and it's just that everybody's so wants to share and help and I know I do like I'm always just like I want this thing to live forever so I'm going to do whatever I can to help the next person because I mean there can be you kind of see that though like there is an elitism where everyone's like oh well you just got into film in 2018 like (laughs) I've been shooting this my you know it's like Calm down, buddy. Like, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> no, I've, I've found there's a lot of that helping. And 
you know, just what you just said, I have had people comment on a purple photo and ask me what ISO it was at or what did yeah. I do to, to get that light, you know, and I'm so I'm so willing and eager to give that knowledge um, because I have it. And it just seems like, you know, it may have taken me years or months or like so much yeah. trial and error to get there. But all I have to do is tell this person and they don't have to go through that. You right. know? So I, I, I do like that. And, um, and there, you know, it's not going to be the same results. We all have different styles. So there's that as well. So you give, you know, you give your advice or your tips, but they're going to take it and do something who knows completely different with it. But yeah, yeah. I always think of that. Like, going and shooting with with buddies like if you go and shoot with somebody and like you're both taking the same photo like just mm -hmm. seeing the after effect of what that is from like editing to framing it's just so wildly different mm -hmm. sometimes i mean sometimes it looks exactly the same it just depends but <laughs> it's just like what your eye and mind can do in the moment of of taking that because especially now that like i shoot with my stepdad a little bit more now and stuff and and it's just like i feel like at first i was like oh i'm competing for the shot oh wait no no it's like yeah. go, ahead, go ahead dude take the shot you know it's like uh. <laughs> you're gonna get different things from it that's what's great. yeah exactly looking at the same thing but different eye different metering maybe different medium yeah. You know, film, digital, who knows? But I, I have had shoots like that where there's a group of us, you know, and we'll, we'll mm. be shooting the same landscape or shooting the same model, and it'll be totally different results. And it's it's really yeah. cool to see because, in essence, it's like, oh, we're looking at the same thing, but you're not doing the same thing with it. So there's so many variants, especially when shooting film. Yeah, for sure. I just want to get into the purple book. Okay. Do it. <laughs> because I'll tell you, I was having a conversation with some people at work. I, ah, there it is. Um, <laughs> I was having a conversation oh, with some, some folks at work and I work with a bunch of film photographers and we were just talking about Lumography Purple randomly and I was like, you know, I really like that film, but I feel like you need to like do something special with it. Like you have to have a vision. And I think I came across your book like two days later <laughs> and I was like, this is what I was talking what? about. This. Oh, so thank you. can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be? Yeah. When I started shooting film, it was in the first set of film that I bought. I bought I think some expired Kodak film off eBay. And then I bought Lomography Purple, like a five pack maybe. Mm -hmm. So I was shooting in Deer Isle, which is by um, Acadia National Park, like in that area, just beautiful down East Maine. And I was with a friend of mine and I messed up the first roll, which was mm. the Kodak expired roll because I didn't press the button on the bottom before I rewound it. And it was, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, it was grinding, uh -huh. grinding up the sprockets. <laughs> and so I ended up getting like, I don't know, I think nine shots out of 24 came out and they were awesome. So after that roll, I just, I felt like crap and I put the purple roll in and I really took my time mm. and the whole roll was just like so good. Yeah. So let's see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this shot was... Oh, wow. That was from that role. And so after that, I just, I felt, I already loved the film from just seeing what people did with it. So after that role, um, I shot the other roles and then, you know, been shooting it for two years and I knew I wanted to make a book and a lot of people had, like I said, asked me for my advice on that film. I kind of came like, became the go-to person for Loma Chrome Purple in this community, the Maine, New England model yeah. photographer community. And um, I just said, you know, this makes sense. I've, I've shot, I don't know how many roles, 20, 25 roles. 
and just, I said, okay, I'm going to do this and <laughs> started compiling it. And, um, I'm really happy with it. I, I agonized over the placement of the pictures, which I mean, mm-hmm. which pictures to put, because I have so many pictures that I didn't put in this book because the, it, they were grainy or the quality wouldn't blow up well enough, mm-hmm. or they were, um, like candid photos or event photos or personal photos. These were mostly artistic photos, yeah. um, nature photos. And so there's so much more content I could have put in the book. So revising and choosing was, was also really hard. But after that first, um, that first role, which was the second role of film that I shot, it was clear that I wanted to uh. shoot this film <laughs> almost exclusively. I, lo- I love that that was your second role. And yeah. like, that was like wow. what you fell in love with. It's crazy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, my favorite thing about the purple film is like skin tones really do hold up. You know, you would think that, because it definitely like inverts colors, you know, greens, yeah. kind of yellows turn pink. And, yeah. you know, once you learn the film, you can really use that to your advantage. But skin tones really do hold up. And it's it's so cool how that film is. Yeah, I've only shot one roll of it. And you've really inspired what? me to like, I, I know. know. <laughs> I, I was, like, I was like thinking... Like, how many rolls have I shot of that? And I really think it was maybe one or two. I did a YouTube video on it probably three years ago now. But I haven't really shot it since. And this has, like, inspired me to, like, do a portrait session with it. Uh, just because, like, you. I didn't know. Like, I don't know. I It's it's just funny how, I mean, we're, this is kind of going into, like, inspiration. But when you think you feel a certain way about something and then you could see something, this changes your whole, like, perspective on it. So thank you for that, Kate. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's, that's an incredible feeling. Thank you. Yeah. Man, so with, with the purple film, now, are you still shooting it? Do you have plans to do maybe another series out of this? Or is this kind of like a you're going to move on to something else now? Um, are you going to keep being the, the purple girl? Yeah. <laughs> I am still shooting it. This photo actually... Oh, so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, ...was mm-hmm. the last the last roll I shot um, July of 2020. Uh, the last roll that I shot to include in the book because really I didn't start compiling it till mid July and I put it out at the end of August, but I already had a folder going of the pictures that I wanted Mm -hmm. in it. And then it was just figuring out where they went, but yeah, I'm still shooting it. I've shot, I think one, one or two roles, one role since the book. And Oh my God, um, <laughs> I'm like, man, these are some good shots. I could have put. Oh, that's the that's worst. How, I yep. know, I know. <laughs> but um, but it's okay yeah. because that just gives me more fuel for another one. But yeah, mm-hmm. I I most certainly could do another purple book. But the thing is, is oh man, I have I have thousands of Polaroids. I just started shooting Polaroids Ooh. in April. I mean, and it's just it's insane. I got a vintage SX70, and yes. I have. I have a new Polaroid, which can do double exposures. And it, yeah, yeah, it's such a great camera. It's my favorite. It's so good. And I got one for $109 off eBay. Nice. And it's yes. got a few quirks, but it's fine because you'll get a refurbished one for like 400 So I yeah, know. it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so I could put out Polaroids. I could put out just self-portraits. I'm also a model. Like I... I could put out a book of music shots, you know, I, I, there's so many ways I could go. I have, I have so much content. So for me to put out another purple book right after this one, I, I yeah. feel like, yeah. man, I got to, <laughs> I got to switch it up a little bit, but I definitely have enough, uh, ammo for it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What about like a gallery show? I know we're in the middle of the COVID times, but 
these would look awesome. I, oh man, I, I was would supposed love to, see that. to. I was supposed to. No, uh, have my first uh, gallery showing in August, which was when the Purple Book was coming out. Also, my birth month. I'm born August first, which is Jerry Garcia's birthday. I don't know why I had, <laughs> yes. had to throw that in there, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so August, it was supposed to happen and it didn't because of, you know, everything uh, with COVID and just regulations and the concert venue music scene has really taken a hit, especially here. So that was the plan. And I was going to have blown up pieces, prints for sale, books for sale, um, a book release party, all of this stuff (sighs) that... That didn't happen, and I I was actually going to release my book originally um, during the summer solstice in June um, Mm. and put it off until August. And when I was putting my book out in June, I was supposed to have the gallery showing in August, which was also going to be when I had the book release. But I ended up putting out the book end of August, not having the gallery. So it's something I still want to (laughs) do. But yeah, Yeah. timing, you know? Yeah. 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 I just can't wait for things to go back to normal. Well, I don't know if they'll ever go back to normal, honestly, right. but I can't wait until we can. I mean, Chris, you said you were going to like some art shows and yeah, stuff. And we, we went to an art show a couple weekends ago and it's it's very different. You know, it's very like, yeah. you know, one or two people in at a time. It was a big enough space. Wear masks, sanitize everything. Uh, they the the show, it was the same sort of thing. Like they they were open to the public but they didn't have a gallery like opening night like they always do which are like always super fun oh yeah so it's different but i'm glad that they're still somewhat happening yeah man yeah i'm digging out digging out my closets and stuff i found i have this big tote that's on wheels that i kept my like when I did my first zine homespun, I did every single print plus a couple extras that didn't make the book and did like a show, you know, with the and I found all those framed photos that I haven't seen in, you know, mm-hmm. five years or actually it's six years now. And I was just like, wow, I want to show this again. Like, this yeah. is so cool. Like, I just man. But just just like you, like when your mind exploded there about all the possibilities of books and projects, mm-hmm. like I just released a zine like about couple weeks ago like a month ago at the most and now i'm just like i want to do a zine on this i have yeah. all my polaroids i want to do a homespun too i can't wait to do everything yeah. <laughs> you know it's just like there's just so much to do yeah definitely get you so pumped up yeah <laughs> yeah i'm overdue for some sort yeah. of project i'm like you need to you need to get on it i'm in a super rut i haven't shot any film and oh that's such a long time and it's a bummer because i it's like i want to shoot film but I'm just not inspired by anything right now, so it's kind of a bummer. That is a bummer. Yeah, bummer me out. yeah. That is. I, it'll come back. It'll I come hope back. so. I hope so. I I gotta like calm down because I <laughs> I was gonna pull it out and show you. I have like two freezer bags full of film that needs to be developed. I am so behind on developing, like more than I've ever been. Because since I got the two Leicas, like I literally shoot a roll a day. Like I'm just like boom, 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 just shooting film like crazy. And today I stepped outside and I was like, I'm gonna go for a walk. The sun finally came out, and I was like, I can't add another roll to yeah. this pile. <laughs> like yeah. I gotta I gotta at least like chop through half of this stuff before I go like I'm so inspired right now which is kind of I went through like a two year yeah 
Right, where I maybe shoot like a roll every two weeks or something, and but I'm just I'm fired up right now. That's I mean, good. Hold on to it. Keep it. Put right? it in a bottle. Send it to yeah. me. Yeah, right. Sure. Like, I really, I really want to start doing stuff like like people. I really miss shooting people, and I mean, not that we can't do that, but I my my way is like getting in your face and rolling on the ground in front of you, and like yeah. I really like trying to get you know stupid with it, but I, you can't now. You can't. I think right that's now. part of the problem. I haven't like. I'm a, a people person, you know, mm-hmm. and I haven't been able to. I mean, I, I did stuff here and there, but I don't know. I think it's, it's right. be, because it's of right. the, yeah. Blame it on COVID. when it comes back. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be like, I shot 37 rolls of film. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Well, you know, being in, being in Maine, I I don't really go too many days without picking up my camera. Um, the seasons change and they change. Mm-hmm. They change often and they change back and. <laughs> Um, yeah, I tend to always be inspired by nature. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, uh, I've, I've picked up my shooting as I've had more shoots, I, I should say lately, um, especially because of fall and yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I have to send, but I just sent, I just got six rolls back and then I just sent four more. And then I'll probably send another six in like two weeks. So if I don't, if I don't send it every two weeks or every month, it's, it's too much. It's, and and they're a busy lab. So I, I wait (laughs) a week or two for my scan. So I'm always torture. It is torture, but (laughs) I I love giving to the local. So yeah. Do you, do you do any developing? Have you dabbled in home developing at all? No, you know, because, um, I live at at my dad's house out here in the country, but before then I had a a small apartment in, in the city. (laughs) I I say that because it's, you know, it was Waterville, Waterville, Maine, not that big, but, um, but now I'm out in the sticks. Um, but either way, I haven't really had a, a room to make a dark yeah. room. Um, yeah. and it's also like, it's really intense. There are chemicals and there's timing and temperature mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff that I'm happy to pay someone else to do right now because <laughs> <laughs> I work full time and I'm a part-time yeah. photographer and, uh, and I have animals. <laughs> Yeah. No, I totally get that. See, I'm I'm too hands on. Like I cannot hand anything over without having a full meltdown. Like even packing the film that I shot in a bag to put in a bag to like bring to somewhere else. I was just like, if anything happens to this, if anything happens, <laughs> then you know. I'm just I always have to do it. I think if you do get in a groove of developing though, like it'll just be yeah. like anything Second else. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. I'm just not yeah. I'm just not there yet. But yeah. I, it's definitely a question I'm asked all the time because yeah. oh, <laughs> you're a professional photographer, oh, you're a film photographer, you do your own developing? I'm like, I I don't own a lot of things, uh like, yeah, like yeah. a home or a, a room <laughs> to do that in. So one day, you know. Yeah, someday. If if I buy a house rest assured i will have a dark room yeah yes. yeah. yeah yeah that's we don't have much we don't have space here for all that either yeah. so it's like you develop but then you got to scan and, you know it's a whole process oh yeah i scan i, I scan my polaroids and i watch my polaroids develop but uh, there you go yeah. <laughs> but you know i i was really scared the first time i sent in my film to be developed because it was that it was the lomochrome purple and that expired kodak mm. roll and i was like what if they lose this? Like, I need, yeah. to, I need to know 
how I'm doing if I'm actually doing this right. And I need to know. Um, so after that first time, um, and I send it priority mail. So I, I spend a little bit extra so mm-hmm. I can ensure that it's there. And I really trust my lab. And uh, what lab do you use? Do you- Northeast Photographic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're they're really they're awesome. Great. So I'm, I'm good with that for now. And then, uh, like I said, once I get my house, I guess I'll get a lab of my own. There you go. <laughs> Goals. Hey, hey right. there's nothing wrong with sending it off. Everybody say, you know, I'm just a stubborn He's a a-hole that, that <laughs> needs to do it all by myself. So, isn't it true you've like never sent a roll off to a lab? You will, oh. I mean, other than CV or like Walgreens one hour back when yeah. I first kind of got back into it in 2012 or whatever, I just I didn't know, you know, and. It, real quick, I was just like, I don't trust them at all. And yeah. then I heard about Indie Indie Film Lab or whatever because mm-hmm. of like Rhyme Yearhead and stuff like that. So I was just like, yeah, I'm going to use them. And then I saw a video on YouTube next. It was like how to develop your film at home. And I was like, I think I can do that. <laughs> Mess, messed it up really bad the first time. And then I've been doing it ever since. So <laughs> I'm just stubborn. I still got to try color. Well, they they thankfully have made things so easy now, especially with like Cinecil's like mono mono bath. If you shoot black and white, you literally throw it in for five minutes in a tank and it's done. You know, yeah. like that. You can't beat that. I mean, the purists might give you a little crap Travis <laughs> Mortz, for, yeah. for doing that. But uh, it uh, it's it. I, I use it. You know, it works mm-hmm. great. Color can be a pain in the butt. Yeah, there's too many. Well, I shouldn't say it because. Because they'll message me and be like, "You can do it." Yeah. I, I you, know I you, can. So, guys, I you know you can do it. I can. You can do it. Well, I know. I know a few photographers that only develop black and white at home. You know, yeah. so I I understand that color is a little trickier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you shoot any black and white, or are you? I do strictly. Okay. okay. Cool. I, I do shoot black and white, and it's like maybe a fifth of the time, a sixth of mm-hmm. the time. You know, but it's it's definitely something that. I choose, I'm choosy when I do it. Um, yeah. Because I live in Maine and it's so hard for me to take color away from things because I'm such oh, a, I didn't even think of that. I'm yeah. such for a sure. nature shooter. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do love tones and I love mm-hmm. the, the scale of grays and blacks and it's, it's, it's fun to play with. Like you are shooting color, you know, mm-hmm. you just pretend that you're shooting color and. Exactly. See what happens later. You know, it's it's cool. So I actually was just about to load uh, some black and white into my Pentax because I, I had that thought today. Um, you know, it's spooky season, and yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I, I've been shooting black and white Polaroids, but I'm like, yeah, I gotta get. I have a couple uh, Ilford Super. I'm I'm mixing it. I'm I'm crossing it with the Fuji film, but it's the Ilford black and white 400 it's in my fridge but it's great um so i'm gonna, gotcha. I'm gonna use that i usually have a, a running note in my iphone of what films i have in the fridge oh that's smart yeah that is smart. <laughs> and then i erase my fridge them is when like... i load them into my camera <laughs> uh, i need to i was just thinking i need to do like some sort of inventory because i don't know what i have at all it it's helps just a mess in my fridge it definitely helps especially when you share a fridge with your family um mm-hmm one of the yeah. drawers, one of the two drawers is for my film, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Isn't that the truth right there? Yeah. Let's <laughs> clean out one of the veggie bins. Like, this is mine. <laughs> yeah, sorry, vegetables. This is important. <laughs> Man, so camera-wise, but you, you're you mm-hmm. still shooting the, Penta- the Pentax K1000, or have you moved on? or Do you shoot any medium format or anything? Yeah, so uh, the K1000's where I, where I started. Um, I've gotten most of my stuff off eBay because... You know, 
when you're oh, yeah. diving into mm-hmm. old film and people are getting rid of stuff. So yeah, I started with that. I got a um, Nikon F3. Ooh, I love that camera yeah, so much. Yeah, it's really wonderful. So I've just been doubling up every shoot. I got both of them, different film in each because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't just do one film at a time. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> And then, oh my gosh, I have a Lomo LCA that I haven't even used oh. yet. I bought Those it are so fun. two years ago. Like, seriously, the cameras that I have that I haven't used, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I just feel bad. Yeah. Um, yes. And a, a, another eBay steal is my first medium format, baby. Oh, what a beauty. Mamiya C330? Yep, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. the professional. Oh, wow. Oh, it is. So, that looks in such good condition too. Yeah, it's nice. And I got it for like two twenty with the lens. I don't know. I oh, thought wow. I thought that was a pretty yeah. Um, and it has the fifty five. I wanted the eighty, I believe. 80. But, um, yeah, that's what I wanted. But uh, I can still get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've been shooting. Um, but the pictures of this are just so crisp. Uh, they're uh. so beautiful, and it it took a little while to get used to the the inversion. How things mm-hmm. are oh, yeah, yeah, backwards, yeah. and then mm-hmm. it's only going to be it's only going to be uh, flat if you hold it flat. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It's it's been fun to learn with that medium format, and then I have a a Holga, you know, one twenty toy camera that it just doesn't give me the results I want. Um, mm. I like it, but it's very it, it does long exposures more often than I'd like it to because of the shutter. You got to hit the shutter really fast. So if I want like solid medium format, obviously I got to go with the Mamiya. And then I definitely have other 35 millimeters. So, okay. The, um, the Konica EF, why am I having a a blank? It's the Andy Warhol camera, the little point and shoot. Oh, Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, EFP or whatever, Konica, that is just a little point and shoot. And I take a lot of nature shots with that. So I'm like in the car or I stop real quick so, you know but it's yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really beautiful it takes really great shots and for some reason I always put uh, Fuji Superior extra 400 film in there that's just like it's a good stock that's just the camera and the film and that's what I do but yeah so really the the Nikon F3 and the Pentax K1000 is what I normally shoot with and then the Mamiya those are the three I have on shoots and then I gotta add the SX70 to the mix because yeah there's nothing like that glass lens and the focus is just oh, I know. so beautiful man that camera just still blows my mind and and I love like showing it to people for the first Me time too, too opening it up because like yeah, I mean, it, it looks like something would that would come out today. Like, it yeah. just blows my mind that that came out in the 70s. Yeah. It's just like, and, and they, they were just like, okay, we did it. No, and now they, they haven't done <laughs> anything like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, I, that camera just is Yeah, my, that's what they need to all- do next, to like do yeah. like a 2020 SX70. How cool would that oh, be? Oh, my God. I mean, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> you know, and it would be it would be worth what it went for, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think there's there's enough old ones out there or ones being refurbished that mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I would love to see a, a 2020 rendition or a 2021 rendition of the SX-70, yeah. SX-21. I don't know. Oh, yeah. 2020 is almost over. Yeah. Can't, right? Darn. Can't believe that. Darn. <laughs> Where has the time gone, you guys? Uh, yeah. 2021 <laughs> is only going to be better. I mean, it's got to yeah. be, you know? <laughs> 
It's like wake up on January 2nd. Like, it's over. Uh, no, it just begins. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're you're into Polaroids because that's, that's like, I really, I've always been into it. You know, I would always go to like Urban Outfitters back in the day and buy Impossible Project film and mm-hmm. shoot that. And, and then they, the rebrand and the rebrand and, you know. I was just thinking about, we were we were doing this show when they when like Impossible Project like went dark. Do you remember that? To Timothy? Polaroid, yeah, they they went it, to like, Polaroid Originals, and everybody was like, "What are they doing? What's it going to be?" <laughs> yeah, What's we this? were like on it the was, edge of our seat. That yeah, was like such a crazy, yeah. awesome time for the film photography community because it was like, "What's happening?" God, that was so long ago. And that was that yeah. was like crazy for me because I was shooting Polaroids when I was younger. And then yeah. Yeah. just like did until yeah. a year ago, you know what I mean? Like, but of, mm-hmm. of course I've always followed Polaroid and, you know, saw with the impossible project and all that, but, um, actually being in it now. And then people are like, Oh, Polaroid, they still make those. And I'm like, what? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's such a fun medium to play with instant gratification you know for sure there's so much creativity there's so so many ways to go maybe that's what i need to start doing just take some instant photos so like dude it's the the juices flowing definitely it's the best because you you try something out and a couple minutes later you see how oh okay i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. it this way and then you you know if if you take a whole roll and you're like well that didn't work 36 photos of that so it's it is really good for experimentation and uh tweaking trying things out it is and there's not there's not so many shots you know what i mean like it's tough to if you're not you know chris in your position it's i mean even if you're not in a slump you know shooting 36 shots for some reason is the hardest thing in the world you know like but you you grab a digital camera you know 36 36 shots you're just like testing if your yeah yeah, if your your lens is clean you're just like it's (laughs) so weird yeah yeah, it's I, so weird. You know, I try really hard to like not let that be a barrier, but it is. Yeah, it and is. And I just need to be like, my fridge is full. Just go shoot a roll for nothing. Like, who cares, mm-hmm. you know? But I'm always like, oh, no, oh, no, no. Like, so annoying. <laughs> yeah, man. And when COVID hit, I bought so much Polaroid film. Like, I would buy some and then they'd do a sale again or they'd come out with like the black frames yeah. or the mm-hmm. black frames with color the yellow frame and i'm just like okay stop doing this to me because i'm spending every single dollar i have on polaroid film and uh my parents saw how much polaroid film i had and they're just like how much money is that in film and i'm just like don't even look at it just go you know just let it be did i ever tell you the story of when i had an sx70 when i first moved here that went in the ocean oh i've (laughs) never heard that (laughs) yeah i I had like I probably had just gotten it because I had just moved to LA, but my sister in law was in town for work, and we went to the beach, and we were like frolicking on the beach, taking pictures, like you know. And I had it in my I had a long champ long champ bag. It was like in the, my purse essentially, and we were like turned around. She's like, "Is that your purse?" Like floating out into the ocean. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, "No," because I don't care what else was in there. It was the fact that I had my Polaroid in there, oh, and man, it died. It was like toast immediately. Ugh, yeah, and rest, I, in, rest in peace. I know, moment, I, moment of silence for and that. that. And then I picked up another one and that stopped working and the guy couldn't fix it and then he never got it back to me. And then my dad found one <laughs> at a... Uh, I've told this story how he, he yeah, tricked yeah. 
I'll tell I'll tell it again. But he he was like, <laughs> I paid I paid like eighty bucks for. So he he told me some crazy price that he paid, and I was like, what? I was like, Dad, you can't. You don't even know if it works. What are you doing? Spending all that money? Meanwhile, he spent like ten bucks. <laughs> uh. Uh, I was so stoked to get it, but it it also doesn't. This doesn't work either. Uh. So I need to get a, a SX seventy that. That works. That's just a show camera. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It looks pretty. Yeah, right. It do look pretty, but well, ten dollars for a show camera ain't bad. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. And you know what? You should just pack it up and send it to Brooklyn, Brooklyn Film Camera. Yeah. They'll they'll fix it for you. That's true. Yeah. And for like the price of what you'll probably find a working one on eBay for, you'll have one that's completely refurbished and right. good to go. I've always lucked out. I bought one SX-70 off of eBay that was like a complete dud. And the guy was like, it worked before I sent it. I was like, it's not working now, so Sorry. I'm sending it back. Like, you're <laughs> yeah. getting it back. Sorry. But other than that, I've had pretty good luck. I've never... I shouldn't say that. Let me knock on yeah. wood here. <laughs> I, I've been pretty lucky with my Polaroid purchases of, of late. I could spend a four, I could spend everything on Polaroid. Like if I yeah. if I if I had to desert island it, it would definitely be like an SX seventy and unlimited black and white. I love their black and white film. I just feel like it looks so like almost like a wet platey mm-hmm. four by oh, five kind of. Yeah, it's just gorgeous, gorgeous film. I have some right here. Ooh, oh, love it. cool! Love it. That's a double exposure. Oh yeah, it is. Okay, that's awesome. But yeah, the, the quality of the black and white is just so, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is. It's perfect. It's like it's perfect contrast, good tones. <laughs> it's just fun stuff. I can't wait. I bought a whole bunch of the duochrome stuff. I can't wait to, to shoot oh. more of that. I only have one pack left. I bought <laughs> I bought seven packs like oh, crazy yeah. person, and uh, uh, yeah, I got some of that right here. Ooh. Oh, I love it! Love that film. It's like a, we went to this like vintage SO gas station. Oh, it's perfect. Everything looks so good on a Polaroid. I hope they do all the other colors of the duochrome too. Like the red film was mm-hmm. just so cool. I think that was just Impossible Project that did that though. I can't remember. There was a pink duochrome and a. Blue oh, I really want yeah. the blue. Blue is my favorite color, and uh, I just like they, apparently there was a Lomachrome turquoise before the Lomachrome purple oh, that yes. I yes. never oh, shot. Yeah. That yes. was before right. I shot, so mm-hmm. I am like so bummed. They need to bring that back because actually, some sometimes there's turquoise that comes through in the Lomachrome purple, like mm-hmm. with the sky. I have a few shots mm-hmm. that actually are more more turquoise than anything. Yeah, there is. The sky can get sky real turquoise. Very, yeah. Yeah. So these are actually two different shots, but in the same role. Um, and that was actually Man, that's with awesome. that Hanukkah point. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. nice. No, no, wow. no um, metering, no uh, manual, anything. Just kind of like point shoot and oh, or turquoise. Man. That's funny. When we when we had Birgit on for Lomography, she was talking about that's like one of the most requested films to bring back. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like, when are you bringing back the Lomochrome turquoise? And what did she say to that? <laughs> she said she didn't have an answer. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't yeah. know. She didn't know. I think I'd have to go back and listen. But I think <laughs> yeah. she was just like, it's out of our, you yeah. know, it's out of our control. Right. Ugh. But they're doing such yeah. amazing things. Oh, the, dude, they're yeah, the Metropolis. They're my favorite. I really love yeah. Metropolis. I've been shooting with that. I don't quite have a book's worth, but I got you know I was did part of their um, Kickstarter for it, and I got mm-hmm. I got like five rolls for medium format and five for thirty five, and I think I have one thirty 
five left. Like I ate up the medium format. Oh, oh, dude, I, I was I say, Tim, you you probably stuff. have enough for yeah. a book, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I have. I think I have about six rolls yet to develop, and I probably shot. So they come in five packs. I think I shot about fifteen rolls of it, and I have. 14 developed and then five more to go and then i have another five pack like ready to shoot i i really went crazy this COVID. like i was just like i'm going for it because i was super inspired it's not every day that you're just like hungry like the wolf to do this yeah. you know and literally i'm ready yeah blue hour is my favorite for lamography uh metropolis right. like right when the sun's going down that dusk like after golden hour when everything's kind of settled street lights are on but they're not like totally taking advantage like yeah. it's just like the perfect for me for me that's personally like my favorite time to shoot that film uh, I, gotta, I gotta go are we done yeah I yeah go i gotta shoot. just gonna go shoot uh, <laughs> we'll finish over here <laughs> Dumb joking. we'll be right back with some listener questions for kate right after this message from our sponsor support for analog talk comes from polaroid use the promo code analog talk 10 on your first purchase on film at polaroid.com All right, guys, this is part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Wyke Photo. And they wanted to know, what do you do when in a rut? And they also said, love the podcast, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, when when I'm in a rut, it's, you know, it's all about if I can get out of the rut <laughs> to shoot. But I... If I need to shoot and I'm in a rut, you know, I just remind myself what I'm there to do. And it's, I guess, if I'm in a rut, that means I haven't shot in a while. And mm -hmm. if I am not inspired to go do it, I kind of just go do it anyway. You know, mm -hmm. I yeah. put the film in the camera. I go outside at the right time. And I kind of just sit with myself and pick up the camera when I see something. So if I'm in a rut, I just kind of have to get through it by shooting. <laughs> I, yeah. I know I don't know yeah. if that makes sense, but um, totally. If it's shooting is second nature to me, it's uh, I have a camera in my hand, I have cameras in my car wherever I go. So if I'm in a rut, that means that I'm I'm really down, you know, because yeah. I often take my sadness or frustration and turn it into art. So if I'm in such a rut that I can't do that, wow, um, wow. Yeah. then I need to just kind of get there make myself get there yeah um, yeah so I, I guess that's the best way for me to answer that <laughs> no that was great that's chris it, do you do you take a camera with you to like work and stuff yeah, like that i have like three cameras in my bag yeah yeah i knew that <laughs> <laughs> i knew that so it's like i don't know I, it's i don't want to get too deep but this is a lot of stuff going on with like you know the state of the world yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's taking up too much space in my brain if i'm be honest <laughs> all the yeah. reason we need more art Yes, exactly. Art totally. is saving us right now, um, or mm -hmm. me especially. So I haven't been in a rut for a while because I've always had something to create about. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, I, I, I do that a lot. I take my frustration or joy or, you know, every other emotion in the world. And it's, it's so easy to kind of point that in a direction because I, I use, I'm like a firm believer of, of, 
doing art as like it's a stress reliever same with like why i love developing film too is because that part you know the the crazy part's over like the the vision and the this and the that is over now it's just kind of like autopilot mode you know put on a podcast or just sit in silence and listen to the sounds of the clicking tank of me mixing it up and Mm -hmm. smelling the chemicals it's just it's like it just brings this rush over me even scanning i know i've probably bitched about it how many episodes we have like 107 (laughs) i've probably bitched about it 107 times (laughs) on the show and you know i i don't know what i'd do without it though like if i didn't have film to scan boy i'd be a sad sack like i can I can feel it right now. Just the fact that I haven't developed in a couple weeks. I'm just like, like, dumb to dumb, like, oh, pity me. And it's like, no, idiot, like, get up and get up there and do something like. I really like what you said, Kate, about like just forcing it. Sometimes I think that's part of the problem is you don't want to force it. But then Mm, like once you like get past the wall or whatever that's holding you back, I think that's like I said, that's part of the issue is, uh, you know. Yeah, sometimes we get in our own way. Yes, and thank you. I, <laughs> I um I shot a role at, at that gas station, like I was saying, of Metropolis actually, and I had like six or seven frames to finish after the shoot, and because I was sending in my film to be developed the next morning, and was just like, <laughs> I'm just going to shoot whatever, and if it's yeah. not if it's not good, whatever, you know, just like. And I took pictures of the foliage and, you know, the sky and was like, well, if these six frames suck, then they suck. But I needed to finish the role and I just made myself do it. But I wasn't necessarily in a rut. I was just like, oh, the photo shoot's over and I need to finish the role. So, but it's just like, you know, you, you get over it. I, I feel like you'll find, you'll find your groove again. And it's, it's not about forcing the creation, but just kind of like, getting yourself to get there like saying okay all right i gotta do this like like muscle memory yeah like practicing a sport or an instrument or something like don't just let it sit you know yeah Yeah. it's like it's like a it's like a rusty chain on a bicycle (laughs) you know you just kind of gotta like squirt a little (laughs) a little wd-40 on there some oil or something and it'll start you know going smooth again You'll start chugging along. I feel like you've been in this rut for a while, though, Chris. I feel yeah. like it's been a little bit. It's been a little, been a little, bit. little while. Well, we did have another listener question that we wanted to ask yeah. you. Okay. And uh, it was uh, it was from Mark Holstein, and uh, he wanted to know what your favorite food was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's an easy answer. Pizza. It it has been mm. for a while. I make my own. I actually made made pizza at three different places back in the day um, for a total of like maybe four or five years. But in turn, I became a pizza snob. (laughs) And I'm really really picky. uh, But I I actually made pizza last night for me and the family. And my pizza is pesto and fresh mozzarella, Mm. uh, red onion, green pepper, red pepper, and a little bit of pizza cheese. And well done. Uh, How do you feel about cold pizza? I feel great about it. Uh, okay. Some people are like, ew, you're not going to heat that up? And I'm like, no, it's no. awesome right out of the refrigerator. I'll, what are you talking I'll about? I'll either reheat it in the oven to be fancy or I'll mm-hmm. eat it cold. I'm not a big fan yeah. of microwave, but I make really good pizza and it's also good cold. That's, so That's good to no, know. Yeah. I love that. Great question. Yeah, yeah. Thank you I like that, that question. <laughs> Oh man, this is the the torture segment of the podcast. It's uh, we have a two part camera question, 
and the first part is the desert island you can only choose one i know you named a couple of your favorite cameras that you have um but the desert island this island also has like unlimited film you can get things developed there it's it's like the best island ever so much purple film yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but you can only choose one camera for the rest of your stay on the planet is this a camera i already own Yes, yes, this one is. Okay. The second part Good, is Good, because kinda... it's easier. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with my Mamiya uh, C330 Professional. Man. That's pretty. Especially because the film is unlimited, because you know we only get 12 frames, and yeah. Yeah. they go quick. So I would have to say very easily this because it's so crisp and beautiful. It is. Man, that is such a... I almost got one of those this summer. I was. It was on my list of things to do, but somehow the German Leica company was calling my name yeah. a lot louder than... <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Than Mamiya. Man, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And good answer. Thank you. I love, I love that. I love. I love that we ask this question to every guest because it's always a different camera, and I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> I love when it too, and that's. I believe that's the first C three thirty we've had too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me think. Yeah, I definitely think it's the first. Now somebody will probably be like, no. You forgot I had this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is the second part. We call it the white whale. Is is there any camera out there that, you know, you've had your eye on that you've always wanted to try or shoot or own or am I am I saying that right, Chris? Is is that are you lusting after any cameras? I mean like every Leica. Right? <laughs> I, I can't even. It's just, it's it's such a far off, you know, like a mansion. It's like, I'll never get mm-hmm. that. I'll never have that. But really, like, any like, <laughs> it's like, it's so hard to, it's- I mean, not, not one of the digital ones, but those are great too. Obviously. I want to film one, yeah. but it's just like, oh my God. They are they are something else. One thing I've learned, this is, I'll give my only purchasing a Leica advice ever is instead of buying the 27 cameras you bought this year, mm-hmm. like just wait yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because all those add up to the like like they're just they really do they just add up to it and i got lucky the only reason i got two is because i traded another camera for one like i i got i got real lucky like the this like what do they call it like when mercury's and retro yes something something was in line this year that the world sucked but my little world was it was all right yeah okay (laughs) no my my older sister um has a leica that she inherited uh, from our Ooh. grandfather, but oh, that's the best! It's one from like the fifties or sixties, and like you, I don't know, I don't know how Leicas are because I don't have one, but you have to load it weird. You have to like drop the film in. Oh yeah, it's like it's it's really weird. And we we had my my camera guy that I mentioned earlier fix it for her and so she's been shooting with it but i haven't shot with it she would let me you need to borrow that i, know. Yeah. I need to be I like know. hey I let her borrow my over here in Europe, <laughs> so she can definitely let me borrow her leica <laughs> which which yeah. leica is it do you know it's like a it's like a it's in the g series oh interesting it's like it's it's old yeah it's probably the kind that has like yes. the twisty no. knob yes. to, yeah 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 yes there was one of those uh, I'll still I, I say this to my mom because my we, we do a lot of antiquing like when I'm home for mm-hmm. Christmas and stuff like that and the one time we went to 
you know, one of the antique malls here in Pennsylvania. And there was a Leica, like one of those, the one of the Leicas, the older yeah. ones. And it was literally not even $200. It was like 170 bucks oh, wow. or something. And it had a lens. And I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, that's an outrageous <laughs> price. Like, they want that. And I'm like being all like... <laughs> you know, throwing my little hands in the air and stuff yeah. like I'm not paying that. And now like looking at like how much Leicas really are and probably what that would be worth today. Mm-hmm. Like I'm such an idiot. And I go back to that stand every time and I'm just like, is it here? Is it? Is it? <laughs> it's still here. I know it is. But now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> also, the Yashica T4. Is that right? Or the, the contacts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of those, con- I feel yeah, like yeah. those are good quality cameras that are still kind of out of my price range. Yeah. They are, yeah. Man, I was looking at the, the T2s last night on eBay again. I always get this, like, every even though I had one brick on me in a month of owning it, I still want yeah. another one. Like, I want another shot. Because <laughs> I didn't even get to use it. <laughs> like, I didn't even get to use it. Like, what a nightmare. How much did oh. you pay for it? 700 oh my god see that's scary and the guy that the scary part is the guy like never even messaged me back i probably emailed the person 30 times i mean it was an ebay purchase so what what, what are they gonna do you know i'm not gonna leave bad feedback it was 30 days there you know that the electronics could yeah. be crap on them like right, right. it's it's a buy at your own risk kind of thing yeah the shit part, this is the part that pisses me off, is I threw it away out no! of anger. I threw it away out of anger and didn't even send it to anybody. Give it a second. You know, who knows? Maybe if I sat it on the shelf for like a month and tried to turn it on, it would work. Put you know, I just, I was so mad and upset that I was just like, <laughs> oh, again, and like threw it away. <laughs> Could at least use it for like a paperweight or like a decoration. Yeah. I, Tell me about it. I I, I have like night terrors. Oh I wake up and sweat sometimes. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I mentioned it. No. <laughs> yeah. no, no, because I will. I will eventually get another one. Yeah, you I have, have the, the t- yeah, yeah. I have its like little baby cousin. It's the the TVS. It's like the poor man's T T whatever. I mean, it it's the exact same camera. It's like identical, but it's got like a zoomy lens on it and. This thing's still, it's awesome. It's so much fun to shoot. And I've decided I'm only ever shooting like ectochrome in it now. I'm just going to shoot slide film in it for okay. the rest of its life. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just one of those I know. things I, that I, I was love like, when you decide like this is the yeah. film yeah. for this camera. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I've, yep. That's like you both, you guys both mentioned that. Today. I've never been like, I should, this is it. This is your fate. <laughs> Try X forever. <laughs> Well, that's that's how I treat the Leicas. Like I'm so glad I got a second one because it's like the M7 is strictly black and white, and the M3 is what I shoot my Metropolis in. It's like that camera is just for Metropolis. Like if I put anything else in it, I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. Oh, like yeah. no, I'm not, I'm hanging, not out hanging out with, with her. Like, <laughs> hey, why ruin a good thing? You know? Right? Exactly. Anything else, Chris? I, that you can I think was of? gonna say this was a great episode, Kate. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us and talking about photography and inspiration and. Uh, it was a blast. Yes, I agree. Thank you so nice. much, you guys. So where can everybody, number one, get the Purple Book? But also, do you have Instagram, a website? Where can we? Where can they check you out? Yeah, so the Purple Book is on Blurb, blurb.com. You can search the Purple Book or Kate Grout. I am on Instagram as uh, K-A-A-G-R-R-R. Uh, my initials are <laughs> K-A-G and just grr, so Kagerer. Um, 
Kate Grout. You can also search Kate Grout and you'll find me. Not a lot of grouts out there. <laughs> I don't have a website currently. I have a Patreon. Um, and if you subscribe to that, I send prints and Polaroids. And Oh, that's such a good cool. idea. Yeah, and I also just sell Polaroids um, via Instagram as well. So Awesome. Sweet. Timothy, where are you? Guys, head over to Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography related YouTube videos. Easiest way to find it. Search bar. Just write in Timothy Makeups. I think that's it for me. Chris, where are you? I am Crispy Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. And we have a Facebook group you can join and share thoughts and pictures and things like that. That's it. That's it. Kate, thank you so much again. This was, this was so fun. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. First off, we want to thank Kate for coming on the show. Guys, if you get a chance, check out her work. Follow her on Instagram. We can't wait to see what the future holds for you, Kate. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show. We really appreciate it. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for even a buck. You can get the show two days early, posted every Monday. We also came up with a little Discord. So if you're a part of our Patreon, you can also join our private Discord. There's a little chat room in there. A bunch of you already came over and started typing and talking and I started sharing some photos and I, I it's just a really great idea I can't believe we slept on this this whole time also we're going to be doing developing nights I think we came up with it being the third Wednesday of each month and we're going to do a live developing with our Patreons like Chris and I will probably be at home you know souping up some film and all that fun stuff we'll probably get a former guest or a past guest to come on the show or maybe even a new guest or one of you guys or something we're but we're going to be doing that every third Wednesday of the month. Uh, we're also going to still be doing the Patreon after shows and patron-only exclusive content. Chris and I both are going to be doing solo shows along with getting together every probably once a month to do a just Chris and I show just for the Patreons. So keep an eye out for that. We're finally trying to expand this thing and really push forward, especially coming up into the new year and all that stuff. So that's super exciting. Again, that's patreon.com slash analog talk. So that's going to be it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening and sticking around to the end and all that fun stuff. If you get a chance, hop over to the Apple podcast section, give us a five-star review, tell us how much you love us because we love you and appreciate you. And until next week, we will see you soon. Later, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.